All right, what's good, y'all? Welcome back, J and J. It's just me today. Um, you know, Juli- Julian's got some other <clears throat> other plans today, and you know, schedule wise, just not lining up. Um, others don't answer the phone. You know who you are? No, I'm just playing. It's all good. I mean, I I would rather just you know, I want I wanted to talk about the Canelo fight, and um, you know. If people don't want to do it, it's cool. Schedules aren't aligning. It's all good. <clears throat> so, I mean, listen, a week later and, you know, the, the Canelo haters are still out roaming pasture, you know, fl- frolicking through the through the meadows, living it up. But, I mean, I, I just wanted to talk about it because, one, I mean, me and Levi went and his fam. Shit was dope. I mean, <laughs> A lot of people, um, you know, giving a shit. Oh, you're not allowed to go to no more Canelo fights and all this and that. Like, we get it. It's all good. It's fine. But, um, you know, when you witness a figure in sports of that manner, like, I would say that type of environment would probably rival a Super Bowl a game seven of a, of an NBA finals world series, Stanley cup. Like it, it just a championship fight of that magnitude. And listen, people can say, we don't know who Bevel is and all this and that. Like, obviously if you don't watch boxing, you're not going to know who that is, but I mean, just to have a figure like a Canelo who is the greatest boxer of our generation, I would say, as of right now, um, you know, I, I mean, you know, people can make the argument for Crawford, for Tyson Fury, for Spence, all these guys. I mean, you can make the argument for anybody. It's all it's all subjective at the end of the day. Everybody's going to have their favorite. Everybody's going to have their greatest right now. But I mean, in my opinion and in, and in a lot of others opinions, it's it's kind of low. So being in that in that environment, you know, leading up to it. The fights were pretty boring on the undercard. Um, you know, I <laughs> I worked the night before, took a flight in the morning, got there, got no sleep, and I was just dead. I mean, when when the the co-main event happened, I was like passing out. It went the full 12, 12 rounds. I was just ugh. like I I was dying. But once, you know. They started introducing the fight. They, they started hyping it up. Dimitri Bivo came to the ring and Canelo was announced. It's like, bro, like, like, this, that, like, honestly, and, and it's, I'm not just trying to say this just to be like, oh, I'm trying to make, you know, positive out of something. But that, that was honestly, and, and if you guys can ever have a chance to go to one of these fights of your favorite fighter, I'm not saying just Canelo, but anybody that, you know, you're a big fan of or whatever just anything that you want to do it's a bucket list experience and it was it was amazing i mean i i honestly and i'm not trying to be you know hyperbolic or you know try to hype it up more than it was like i got goosebumps like honestly when they did the mexican national anthem even when Bebo walked in, it's like, oh shit, like here we go. And and I, I've been to a fight before. It was uh I've I've been to Tank Davis's fight in in December. It was cool. 
but it it just didn't hold it doesn't hold a candle to what kind of environment and experience that was and you know we all know canelo when he does his ring walks it's you know he makes a spectacle out of it he makes a show he tries to put like a mini concert on before the fight i i feel like partly to kind of you know make the other fighter nervous in a way like oh shit like look at this guy fucking Jay Balvin is singing like four songs and walking to the ring with him or, you know, he's walking to Mexico, querido, y linda, and all this. And it's like five, ten minutes, honestly, because you got all the fireworks, you got all the smoke. He's going up in platforms. He, he's walking out with Mana. Like, he's just doing all this stuff. And it's uh, to me, it's kind of to psych out the other fighter. But, like, it, it's just something to witness in person and i and i understand like going going to fights in my opinion it watching fights i would say it's better on tv you get all the angles you get the commentary but i just feel like to be in that environment to feel that the angst and the the tension of the crowd and to see all the reactions and you know the nerves it's it's just it doesn't you can't describe it. And I'm trying to do my best because I really want to describe the moment. But, man, it's it was just something else, you know, to seeing his ring walk, you know, all the people I was with. It was just like we were just in awe, honestly. Like, And, you know, once the fight started, I, I just wanted to watch the fight. I wasn't trying to record every round. I wasn't trying to record, like, selfie videos with Levi. Like, ah, we're here. Ah. Like, we were, we were, like, all tuned in. We were all locked into the fight. And you know, I, I watched the the fight back uh, on with, with commentary and all that. And um, let's just let's just get into it. You know, rounds one through four. You know, it, it could go either way. You could say Canelo four zero or Canelo three one. But you know, it to, to me and you know, Bevo, we noticed that watching it though, like he was getting like combinations off that. You know, first of all, if you if you watch Bebo fight and Levi pointed this out to me several times and, uh, you know, he's like, this is this is not another this is not another Bebo fight. You know, he, he does not come with this, you know, ferocious combinations. He was he was letting off like four to five piece combos. And, you know, if you watch Ganelo fights regularly and you're a big fan or you're a big hater, I mean, you, nobody get nobody touches him like that that often you know we we've seen obviously the triple g the two fights you know that that was honestly besides the mayweather loss which he was a baby and you know he he got schooled let's let's not kid ourselves they they gave a split decision but he was just um mayweather was was taking him to boxing school and you know he was like 23 24 when he fought him mayweather was already what was it 41 42 and 0 i mean yeah, you know, that was a that that's what kind of propelled Canelo's career because after that he didn't lose nine straight years until last week. <clears throat> so when we were watching it, we're like, okay, you know, Canelo's getting those uppercuts, he's getting the body shots. Okay, you know, we we've seen in previous fights he starts slow towards the middle to the end of the round of you know the fight. That's when he turns it on, and that's when he gets either the knockout or, you know, he just starts taking the other person to school. 
So first four rounds, me and Levi had it. It was 4-0, just like the judges. Like I said, it it it's all depending on who watches the fight. You could have gave Bevo round three or not. You know, it we just had it 4-0. We just thought he kept the pressure on. Okay. Round five, there there was and let me paint the picture. The crowd, I mean, you could hear it on the on the broadcast, but you know, Mexico, Mexico, Canelo, Canelo. All the people that are drunk around us. Chinga su puta madre, you know, like going crazy, bro. These these motherfuckers were lit, right? Round four. Round five comes. And it was, I think, a minute. I don't I want to say a minute 30 left in the round. And you know, I'll fight. I it's weird. Like Canelo loves to put people on the ropes. He likes to rope a dope, kinda. But he likes to bait his fighters. He likes to bait the people he's fighting. And that's what I thought he was doing for the most part. But when round five happened, like I said, it was like halfway through the round. And Bevo, like, no joke. And we were sitting, like, right in the middle of the ring, like, right above the floor seat. So we had, like, a perfect view of this. And Bevo let off a six to seven, like, barrage. And it was getting flush. Every punch hit Canelo straight to the face. Oh, look at Bevo. Look at him go. Oh, my word, Bevo. And Canelo wants more of it. And me and Levi looked at each other like, oh, oh, okay. Like, all right. And, you know, Canelo was, you know, he was telling him to bring it on. Bevo was telling him to, you know, you know let's go, bring it on, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> but that, that to me is when the fight shifted because, you know, Bevo was taking Canelo to school. I mean, he was hitting flush punches that I've not seen Canelo get hit with since Triple G. And, I mean, it, it, it was shocking, you know, not to say that he's not, uh, that he's unbeatable and not to say that he's invincible, but we just haven't seen that in a while. And, of course, the fucking fight we go to, we see it. And I was just like, okay, like round five ends. All right, so we're like 4-1. And round six ends. All right, 4-2. Round seven ends. All right, 4-3. When round eight ended, we said 4-4 four, four and started looking around. Everybody's quiet. There's no more Mexico chance. There's no more Canelo chance that were happening like every two to three minutes they, there was none of that you know there was people getting into arguments so he you know in the couple rows behind us oh he pushed me he's talking like just people were getting pissed the, the guy in front of us was on the verge of a mental breakdown and <laughs> not to like make fun of him or anything like he was like he was stressed my boy was stressed like hey <laughs> this guy he was like he was in shambles and you know, I wouldn't say that we were in shambles as a group of five of us. We were just more like, bro, like, there's no way the fucking fight we came, you know, to see like a crowning achievement. Obviously, Canelo's fought at 175. He beat a Wash Kovalev. So we don't really have a good, you know, anything to fall on. Like, oh, yeah, he's going to beat him. I thought he was going to beat him. I'll be honest with you. Um you know, I, I've seen some of Bevo's fights. I've seen some highlights. I just thought 
power wise, I, I didn't think he was going to be able to take some of the shots that Canelo dishes. So I thought eventually, kind of like Caleb Plant and kind of like Saunders, you know, he starts slow. And like I said, towards the middle, towards the end, he's going to break them down. And whether it's a decision or a TKO, I think I thought he was going to get the stop. So I was like, okay, he's, you know, it's slow. It's fine. I've seen this movie before. We're, we're good. Right. So I thought <laughs> round nine happens, same old story. I mean, he, people's getting off whatever he wants and, you know, Canelo, I think at that point, and even earlier, he just looked gas. I mean, he looked defeated early, early. I, I've, I've never seen him that slow. And, you know, he said he didn't feel right. Maybe it was the weight. I, I don't know. You know, I heard he went vegan. I saw some stories. It's like, yo, like, I've never seen him look that gassed. Even with, with Triple G, watch both fights. And like I said, you can, whoever you talk to, I, I would give Triple G the first fight for sure. But those both fights were so close. But I don't feel like either of, either of them were gassed, right? And you can watch any other of the fights after that. You know, when, when Canelo fought Colin Smith, which is the game plan he took into. If you haven't watched that fight, he just beat the shit out of a taller dude by beating the shit out of his arms, which is what he wanted to do in this fight. He was just punching at Bevo's arms all night. And even Bevo said it at the end. Oh, my arms, I can't even hold belts. Uh, I felt his uh, power. Uh, you can see on my arm. He, he beat my arm up, <laughs> but not my hand. Did he ever hurt you? Yeah, my arm. <laughs> hurt my arm. I, I can keep my belt now. Vadim, please. And we can see right here, if we can put the camera on your arm right there. We've seen that from Canelo opponents in the past. Like, you know, he was, he felt it, but just not to the same magnitude. And listen, when you're going out of your comfort zone and moving up in weight like that, from 168 to 175 and you know that doesn't sound like a lot of pounds six seven pounds because he was 174 i think at the weigh-in so going up that much doesn't seem like a lot but when you're fighting somebody that's lived there in that division first of all Bebo amateur record is 268 and 15 268 wins and 15 losses he's 20 and 0 now but it's like bro motherfucker like he, he he does not fuck around and he's lived in that shit he's been at 175 and you know i know he said he wants to fight at 168 now and get all the belts but like 175 is is his domain and you can tell he was fine like all fight leading up to it walking in the ring all the rounds even when canelo was getting those uppercuts and those body shots and i thought those body shots were hurting him more than they actually were it seemed like because every time he would get hit with one you know he'll put his arms down like ooh, ooh, okay ooh. but you know it, it was just crazy because once round nine ended we had it five four people you could hear a pin drop in that arena and that arena you know it was empty for most of the night obviously when canelo come came out it was packed it was loud you know it, it was just hype and from that to now, I'm hearing people coughing like three rows behind me and 
people having conversations like four rows in front of me it's like okay like this is it's a little bit different like got quiet really really quick and when you and i know on tv it seems fast but when you're in a when you're at a fight in person that shit just goes by in a heartbeat like that shit's just flying by so you know round nine ended Bevo was up round 10 you could give it to Canelo and I think I think that's what the judges ended up doing was give him round 10 because he kind of came out a little little more excited I feel like his his corner and I saw videos afterwards they were they were getting on him like like come on bro what are you doing like like you're just letting him do whatever he wants. He's teeing off punches on his head like all night. You could tell after the fight he had, um, you know, like he was just red and bruised all over his forehead, his cheeks. Like he got beat up. He got worked. Like let's so let's let's be real about it. He got worked, and you know the the refs gave him it was ten ten, and that's how we had it. And then eleven and twelve, he was done. Rounds eleven and twelve, he was done. Like I said, I've never seen Ganelo mentally throwing the towel that ever ever that that fast even with mayweather when he lost that fight he was still like in the fight he was i'm not saying you know realistically he was in it but mentally he was there this fight he was he was checked out by round 10 i think you know he needed a knockout for sure he needed a knockdown he needed something you know to even get a a draw at this point and or Listen, we know how boxing is. People who know boxing, we know how boxing is. The politics, the marketability of certain fighters. I feel like if Canelo did get a knockdown, he would have won the fight. I I just think it would have swung that much. You know, the judges to me, which is fucking dumb, but they they take into account what the what the fans are you know reacting to, and you know. If if he would have got a knockdown, I I personally believe he would have won that fight. And I honestly thought, you know, when the fight ended, I was like, okay, Bebo won, but I'm not gonna be surprised if he if they give it a draw, and you know, not give Canelo the second loss and then set up the rematch perfectly. But no, they they got it right. You know, Bebo won. Uh, you know, you can look at you can look at it seven five or eight four. I mean, that like watching it back, um, it, it it's the it's pretty much seven five or eight four. Like I said, it just depends who you talk to. Some people had it nine three. I, I just didn't think it was that lopsided, but it looked like it for sure. Like I, it, you know, Canelo said he he didn't lose, which I I completely disagree with. Um, you know. I feel like because he was dodging some of the combos, like Canelo would dodge one and then eat three right after. It'd be like one, two, dodge, and then people would finish it off like three, four, five. Like, oh shit. Like, like I said, I, I personally haven't seen Canelo on his back foot in a while. And he's not a good to say that some fighters are good on their back foot. Hmm. You don't want to see a fighter on their back foot is basically what I'm trying to say. When they're walking back and the other guys just, you know, mauling you down, they're just walking kind of like how Canelo was the first four or five rounds. He was walking towards people. He was wanting that, you know, he was wanting to show like, hey, I'm here too. Like, don't worry about it. But, and you know, one thing I'll say, what, what I knew when I knew this fight was going to shift 
Usually when Canelo's in these dog fights, he always wants to go into the middle of the ring. He always goes head to head with the fighter. He covers up high guard and then they just start exchanging blows. And usually, usually that works because then the other fighter feels that power, whether it's to the body or, you know, the hooks to the head, the uppercuts to the face or chin. They start feeling that and they're like, oh, shit, like, nah, and they break. The, you know, it's what it is. Bevo, that motherfucker's tough, man. I mean, we, I, I have to give all the credit in the world to him for going into hostile, a hostile environment like that. Like, this motherfucker was getting booed every time they showed him on the Jumbotron. Like, this is like every, like, mention of his name or any depiction of his face or whatever, any video they would show him in the training room, instant booze. And, you know, when he walked out, obviously he got booed. Probably got a lot of motherfuckers. Probably got a lot, a lot of cabrons. Probably got a lot, a bunch of that shit walking to the ring. So imagine hearing all those chants, like I said, Mexico, Mexico, Canelo, Canelo. And going in there and doing what he did, the way he did it, oh man, all, all credit in the world to him. I mean, he killed it. And I, I do want to say one thing. Uh, matchroom boxing and the zone eddie hearn who promoted the fight these motherfuckers gotta be the dumbest fuckers in the world bro first of all let's let's rewind the clock early this earlier in the year like january february we were hearing canelo versus jamal charlo which to a lot of fans including me and levi i'll, I'll speak for him on this because we've talked about it a bunch of times it wouldn't be a competitive fight, but for the fans, that that, that is just a perfect fight to make. And um, you know, we—if you know the history—you know, Charlo's been wanting that fight for the longest. Even though when he was offered that fight, he didn't take it. Uh, and that's not rumors. That's not, like his brother confirmed it. His own brother said that. So. Um, but now it's like, okay, that fight would have been made. And then I think Benavidez would have been in September. So that I wouldn't have minded that, you know, that, okay, you're defending your belts and, you know, you're, you're giving two, two fights that fans want to see. Okay. Matchroom and DAZN there. I think what PBC and Showtime was going to offer Canelo was like two fights for, I think 75 million. Okay. Matchroom boxing zone. If you know them, they're a subscription-based boxing um, app where you pay a monthly fee and you get fights basically for free, which Canelo was fighting with them, I think, like, I think he had, like, a four or five fight deal. And obviously, he went to Showtime and went undisputed late November last year, or early November, excuse me, last year. So, um. You know, he was just weighing the options, and the offer was the zone. Bevo in May, Triple G in September. Obviously, the contracts being Triple G has to beat Murata in April, and Canelo has to beat Bevo in May, and then that fight's going to happen in September. Okay. Now, first of all, I'll be the first one to say, I, would wanted, I, I wanted to watch that fight two, three years ago. Yeah, for sure. But now, 
what what are we what are we talking about old ass grandpa Golovkin like come on bro I'm not trying to see that fight and I know a lot of like casuals and a lot of Golovkin fans want to see that fight but Triple G's old like let's just be real that Murata fight if you watched it he was getting pummeled for like the first couple rounds like he was just you know body shots were really affecting him and listen that's that's Canelo's bread and butter and I listen Triple G would have got knocked out like and he still could maybe Canelo does that fight but my my problem with the zone and Eddie Hearn when we're in the we're at the fight Montana loved the co-main event just won whatever and right before they announced it, like everybody's still packing the arena still, something pops up on the mini, the mini like screen that they have below it. It says Canelo Triple G3, September 17th. And I looked at Levi. I'm like, are these fuckers like, are these motherfuckers that stupid? Like, like, let's be real. You could sit here and say, like, even I even me. I thought Canelo was going to win, but I'm not sitting here saying like, oh, he's going to fucking dominate him in this. And that. Like, I thought he was going to get a late technical knockout. And that, that's not dominating. That's not like I thought it was going to be a, a slugfest. I thought it was going to take him time to adjust at that weight. And then he was going to figure it out. But the fact that these motherfuckers and I know it was already announced in the contract. I know it was announced prior to. But the fact that they threw it up there before the fight even started. Are you morons that deluded? Are you are you mad? Are you just chatting shit like like Eddie Hearn loves to loves to say like he, you know, whenever he's dissing other fighters and other promoters, like this motherfucker, like the the balls that they did that. And I feel like whether they want to say, oh, we didn't mean to do that, like there's there's no way that was a a mistake. Like it was there for like two three four five minutes not even two it was like five to ten minutes and i wish i would have recorded i wish i would have took a video or uh took a picture because i was i was just shocked i was like you guys are like just writing this fight off and hoping triple g and Canelo fight again which again nobody's trying to see that dumbass fight i'm sorry if you're in that camp that wants to see that then you know whatever but like I'm not, I'm not trying to say that dumbass fight. Sorry, like that, that's not even a fight that does anything for his legacy, for either of their legacies. Now, come on, now maybe back then, yeah, third fight, rubber match, it's basically one one. Um, yeah, going to the third fight, but right after the second, and we're talking about this like three to four years later. I think four. It's like 2018, I think. So. The fact that they threw that up there, it's like, bro, what are you doing? All right, so people won. We're stunned. We leave. You know, all the vendors that were selling merch, Canelo merch for like 30, 40 bucks a shirt, um, where they were trying to get rid of those motherfuckers quick. Oh, you know, T-shirts, $5, $10. Lanyards, $2. Like They were trying, like, yo, the markdown went quick. Soon as he lost, clearance clearance section was on fire. Everybody's like, "All right, you know." I saw some people buy it. Now I'm not gonna say everybody, um, you know. So I mean, it, listen, like I said, win, loss, or draw, I still think it was a bucket list experience to be there. But 
And, you know, it's just unfortunate that we the one fucking fight we chose to go to, he lost. That's what we were talking about all night. And, you know, we went went gambling afterwards, whatever. Um, and <clears throat> even after, even the next day, we were like every, like, low, like, it, there would just be like a lull in the conversation where we were like, damn, I can't believe gonna Like, we were just that shell-shocked i think and i know you know to a lot of fans oh i wasn't surprised what did, what was he thinking he bit off a lot more than he can chew and this and that but <laughs> it's just man it just sucks like the fact that we went he lost whatever but let, let's talk about the ramifications of this fight now now i wanted to paint that picture obviously it's not gonna, you're gonna be like what the fuck he was just rambling for like 10 15 minutes 20 minutes but you know, I'm, I'm trying to do my best. I, I didn't want to bore you to death on every single round, round by round, minute by minute. But, you know, now moving forward with this, obviously, after the fight, Danilo says he wants the rematch. Clearly, he wanted the rematch. You have a rematch clause. Do you want to do this again? Claro que sí. Claro que sí. Esto no se queda así. Yeah, of course I do. This doesn't end like this. And then, you know, after, after, even after that, in the press conference, he said, you know, I, I live at 168. That's my comfort zone. Uh, we'll see if we want. We're going to look at all the options and we'll see if we want people uh, for September. So obviously he's even having second guesses. Not to say that he doesn't want that fight again. I just think he knows it as well as other people know it. If he loses again, then obviously the haters and the media and the fans and all this and other fighters, you know, they're going to start discrediting his legacy and that. That, to me, I think bugs him more than anything else. And I feel like that's why he's going to wait and see. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I feel like a second fight, he may figure some things out, but I still think B will – you know, I think he cracked the code as far as how to fight him. And not everybody can do what Bevel did. It's not like, oh, he did it. I'm going to do it, too, if you're Charlo or if you're Benavidez or if, you know, you're Art- Arturo Better Biev, uh or Joe Smith, whatever. Like, um, I don't think just because somebody else did it means you can do it, obviously. So... But I, I just think with him, he knows how to fight him now. He knows how what he wants to do. He figured him out. Like he read him like a book. Everything he he want, everything Canelo wanted to do, Bevo was ten steps ahead of him. Like he just knew. All right, he's gonna he's gonna throw a body shot, uppercut, and I'm just gonna come at him with uh, you know all these combos. And like I said, all the credit in the world to him. He he really just did. With nowadays, I would say he did one of the most improbable things in boxing right now, which is beating Canelo, which everybody has the confidence doing, but can never, never, never succeeded. Obviously, besides Mayweather, but I'm talking about after that, you know, um, they haven't been able to do it. So, my opinion, I, I, I think he should just stick to 168. And that's not to say that, you know, 
like fuck him oh my god he lost i'm over it like a lot of fans were that night <laughs> a, lot, a lot of motherfuckers hopped the off the bandwagon real quick and um you know every everybody's talking now that you know crawford's won and now Canelo's like five or six pound for pound i i just don't agree with that i mean he lost one fight in the end to me what did he have to lose? He didn't lose anything. He was he went up to go get a title. It's not like he had a title. He didn't have a title at 175. He went up. He wanted to get it. He couldn't do it. Okay, is what it is, right? Wrong. These motherfuckers, man. Oh, my goodness. The amount of people that were tap dancing on this motherfucker's defeat. You know, Mayweather coming out of the woodwork saying easy money. Like, bro, shut your ass up easy money my ass how many times did you fucking bet against them and lost and now the one time it hits easy pickup easy read like bro shut your ass up at your rug pool garbage ass exhibitions that nobody's fucking watching bro stop it stop it <laughs> and you know all, all, like i said all these guys in the media oh well got a little bit off more than he could chew and i was kind of in the camp that he kind of, maybe he maybe he needed this. He's kind of getting cocky, but he really wasn't. Like he, you know, looking back at it and obviously not being as I would say in the moment and emotional. Obviously, like tensions and emotions were up that night. Um just looking at it now, he really hasn't been cocky. The only thing he said was, you know, I feel unbeatable right now. I'm in my prime, nobody can beat me. Okay, I mean that that's if you don't believe that as a fighter, I mean you shouldn't be fighting. But he wasn't like, oh fuck Bevo, he's garbage. I'm gonna whoop his ass and then I'm gonna whoop Gennady's ass. Like, you know, he 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 was respectful and he was like, I honestly I I'm I'm not in that I don't agree with that like I did that night. I was like, oh, maybe he maybe he needed it. He was getting kind of like no, like wasn't cocky at all. And to a lot of people, he was because a lot of people wanted him to fight certain people. And, you know, he went undisputed at 168. He's ducking Charlo. He's ducking David Benavides. Ducking what? These dudes are fuck. These dudes don't even want to fight each other. He's ducking mother. Let's stop it, bro. Stop it. I'm so sick of that narrative. He's ducking this guy. He's ducking that guy. No. Like, watch when. Because now it's going to happen. Like, he, if he fights Bevo again, whether he wins or loses, I don't think he stays at 175 because Arturo better be if, or Joe Smith. I think that'll be another, that'll be Bevo part two as far as the way the fight was dictated and the, the way it went. I feel like, you know, at that weight, that, that's not, that's not Canelo's domain. And like I said, you fought a washed Sergey Kovalev, so that that's not no that that's not. I don't think one seventy five going undisputed there is something that's going to happen. So he's going to fight Charlo, I would assume. He's going to fight Benavides, I would assume. So when that does happen, you're going to see like who the fuck was he ducking? These motherfuckers. First of all, one sixty eight and one sixty is such a joke in boxing. Charlo Benavides. Boo Boo Android, all these motherfuckers, plant. None of them want to fight each other. I, what are we talking about? Hey, bro, who nobody, the only people that are ducking each other is each other. They don't want to fight nobody. They don't want to fight each other. I'm in Mungia, like all these cats, they don't want to fight nobody. So it's like, 
I don't know. That's why I just laughed when I saw everybody come out of the woodwork and say, oh, this is what you get for, you know, ducking this guy and that guy. Like, you finally lost this and that. Like, bro, shut your ass up, my guy. Please shut up forever. <laughs> like, don't say nothing about boxing again. It's just such a dumb argument. Like I said, when those fights happen, and they will, I think by next year, he will fight those two. Um Obviously, I'm being optimistic. Obviously, we know how boxing is. Somebody's not going to come to the table when it's time to eat. And <clears throat> I just think we're listen. This is a this is not this is an anomaly. This is nothing. He didn't lose anything at the end of the day. That's my whole takeaway from this. Uh, yeah, he lost, but literally, that's all it is. Just another you know loss in the loss column. That's it, though. Like. He didn't, he didn't lose all his belts. He didn't lose anything. He had nothing to lose in this fight. This was all for legacy. This was all for history. So, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. That's my whole takeaway. I mean, yeah, he lost, but, you know, he didn't technically, I would say, in the, in the fact of nothing was, he didn't lose anything like belts or anything. So that, that, that's my whole thing. So... I guess to close it out, it was a hell of a fight. I would say if you were in the building or you're at home watching on TV, hell of a fight. And, I mean, we witnessed history regardless. I mean, we saw the pound-for-pound king, you know, get dominated, get smoked. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I I like that a bunch of people are naming Crawford and Spence the pound-for-pound kings. Like, can they please fight each other first, please? I right, please can can we get those two in the ring? I don't know. It's just funny. All these dudes just talking out of their asses. <laughs> and like I said, I'm not trying to be a little fucking fanboy and you know defend Canelo to the bitter end. But I mean, I'm just I'm I'm speaking from what's on the table. I'm I'm speaking numbers here. I'm speaking everything. Like I like if you don't have them one, okay, that's that's fair. But to have them under, um, you know. Errol Spence and some people had him under Josh Taylor and some people had him under Tyson Fury. You know, I, 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 nah, I just, it's a very exaggerated, you know, narrative right now that because he lost, he's not the best anymore. I, I just don't think that's true. That's boxing at the end of the day. That that's legitimate boxing. This isn't fucking cherry picking Floyd. He hasn't had a meaningful fight since Oscar De Loya, you know, like this isn't because he lost once or twice that doesn't mean he's good like people like come on because muhammad ali has a couple of losses he's not you know the one of the goats sugar ray leonard he's not one of the goats sugar ray robinson i i, I don't know mike tyson i just don't agree with that narrative if you don't lose if you don't have an undefeated record you're not good or you're not great and that's what's wrong with boxing now. There's a lot of these young guys that see that, oh, Floyd went 50 and 0. I need to go 51 and 0, 52 and 0, blah, blah, blah. No, it's like that's what's wrong with boxing. That's why we're getting such a diluted product. And nobody wants to fight each other because everybody wants to keep their O's. Everybody wants to be undefeated, but nobody wants to fight anybody. Like, cool. Like, miss me with these fucking, oh, I went. I went 47 and 0 in my career. Like like Zerto Ramirez, he's good. Who is he fought? I I'll ask anybody, even people that watch boxing, 
who are his last three opponents that you can like point your finger to and say that was a good win? Ryan Garcia, who has he fought to where you could say, oh, you know, that was a really good win besides Luke Campbell. And even then, like Luke Campbell was done. He retired right after that fight. Tank Davis, Jose Pedraza, that's it. I mean, it goes on and on. Like I, a lot of these dudes that are undefeated, like that's the issue. They don't want to fight each other. And they don't want to lose their undefeated record. And that's why we're not getting good fights. I'll give Canelo props for trying to do something that nobody's doing, trying to make history where others, you know, run away from. And it is what it is. Like I said, he didn't lose nothing in my eyes as far as legacy or greatness goes. My only thing I'll end with is I I don't think he should go into the rematch right away. Um, well, actually, no, I, I, I think he should, because if he's really going to give Bevo a, a, a legitimate run for his money, I think Canelo needs to go right back into that fight, take what he didn't do and, you know, try to apply it in the next fight. Because if he goes down to 168 again and tries to go back up, then I think we're going to see another, we're going to see the same movie we saw last, last, uh, Saturday. So I think he will do the rematch. It, it, I mean, it would be an exciting fight, I think. But I'm not going to be shocked if Bevo wins again. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, no way. Holy shit. Like, no, I, I, I just don't. I don't see a world where we get Triple G3 or anybody. Like, it has to be that rematch. Right? You know, obviously, other people say don't do it. He shouldn't have done it anyway. But it's like, bro, like, whatever. Like, he he shot his shot and he missed. It is what it is. It's boxing. You win some, you lose some. So, yeah, I said he, I said he shouldn't. But now thinking about it, he really should. If he really wants to try and give a legit shot and get one of those belts at 175, yeah, he should go straight into it. But we'll see. I mean, him second guessing himself and you know speaking one way after the fight and then saying another thing afterwards i'm really curious to see what he does i I think he should go back in the rematch why not but if he doesn't again we're not gonna i'm not trying to see triple g3 please no like that's why i wanted murata to win i just i knew the contract was gonna break and now that canelo lost hey contract's done that's not happening so we think Eddie Hearn, again, he's going to do what he wants and he's going to want to push that fight. And again, that's, that's not going to be a, that's not even going to be close. I promise you that fight's not going to be close. Like, yeah, triple G has an iron chin. He can take punches. That midsection is gone. It is jelly. I'm telling you, he gets hit flush with the, with the liver shot or just a straight body shot in the gut. He's going down. He's taking a knee. It's over. So I'm telling you, no, I, I really do not want to see Triple G3. Should he do the Bevo rematch in September? Go for it, dude. Go for it. Fuck it. What do you have to lose? Nothing. In my my opinion, what the fuck does he have to lose? Because he's going to go 57-3-1 or 3-2 and two if he loses? Like, okay, cool. Like, 
you know, I, I know, like I said, I know boxing pundits and other fighters are going to see he's not great. He was a fraud, this and that. But when he goes down to 168, whenever he does, you will see there's levels to this shit, boy. There's levels to this shit. Charlo, David, even Plant, if he gets that rematch, Boo Boo Andred, Jaime Munguia, if he wants to move up, there's levels to this shit. He will dominate every single one of those fighters. And you'll wish you never fucking asked them to fight it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They're, they're, there's levels to this shit. And they, they're they not on that level yet. Especially Charlo, bro. Come on. Charlo's been talking out of his ass for years. Oh, I could be Canelo. I could be Canelo. I could be Canelo. Like, bro, shut your next Stop. Levi knows what I'm talking about. I know, I know you're listening, my boy. You know what I'm talking about. Like all these people that actually watch boxing, stop, bro. 168, it's not going away until he, um, you know, gives up the belts, until he's done. And I, I think that's his division for years to come, honestly. And, hey, if you want to clip this and <laughs> if a miracle happens and one of these cats do beat him. Hey, you know, use it against me. That's just my opinion right now. I don't think any of those dudes are close to Canelo and he'll wash them, wash the floor with them. Why do you think he went undisputed in 11 months? <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. So that's it, guys. I'm pretty sure a lot of you are pretty sick of me. They're like, oh, this fucking fanboy, blah, blah, blah. I'm just trying to, I, I wanted to speak my mind about the fight. And, you know, like I said, even though I went, we went and he lost, I, I would still say, and I, I still think Israel, Ishmael, D.Y. and Deal Jerry. <laughs> and maybe not Jerry. Jerry was, Jerry was a little pissed. He he was like, man, fuck, I know, blah, blah, blah. Like whatever he was, he was pissed. He, he was one of the fans that got off the bandwagon pretty quick. But <laughs> I, I still think if we said it, like it was still like an experience to be a part of. So, like I said, if you have a chance to go to, you know, whatever the fuck you like, bro, sporting events, like a championship environment. If you like Hamilton, go to Hamilton. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if you have a chance to go to one of these events of this magnitude in whatever you like do it you won't regret it and it's it's like i said it's you get goosebumps and you'll still be thinking about it where however old you are whatever time of day it is it'll still pop up in your head regardless and like i said I, i'm a week removed from being at that fight clearly but i've been it's just been on my mind like every day every other day just constantly man like that that was something to experience and hopefully you guys experience something like that you know with one of these events boxing other sports plays i don't know whatever but that's it y'all we'll be back julian will be back we're at episode 99 bro that 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 shit's crazy uh i really appreciate everybody that's supporting us and you know, really fucking with us. I, every time I'm around some of our friends, you know, they give us honest feedback and they like what we're doing. And I hope everybody else likes what we're doing. Um, some some new things we're going to bring to the pod very soon. Obviously, we want to do something special for episode 100 and um, things like that. But yeah, guys, that's it. 
hey, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this by myself. Um, Levi, answer the phone. Um, I got another boy, Xavier. We, 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 we play phone tag all the time. So uh, we'll see. But, yeah, that's it, guys. Make sure to follow our social medias. Leave a five-star rating. We'll catch you in the next one. Peace.